Okay. Consign your curves. What's up, girl? How you doing? Hi. I hope I don't Hi. have to sing because that'll be bad. No, no, I'm, no I'm a the songbird of a generation, so you Perfect. don't need to worry about it. You got to leave something to the experts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, God help we us actually, if I'm an expert at that. <laughs> we actually had a, a, an actual professional musician on, and since that happened, Claudia mm -hmm. has been singing. Nonstop. I've been emboldened. I was emboldened. <laughs> yeah. We had Natalie Reese. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's amazing. She's a good um, uh, artist. And she's actually nominated, or she's like in some kind of CBC, CBC um, award, thing. award yeah. thing. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah. So now I'm obviously <laughs> at her level. <laughs> Let's get real. Claudia yeah. watched her thing, and then since then, she hasn't stopped. So. Well, yeah. I sing yeah. when I'm like puttering. Like I, oh, I do a little, I do a little ditty. So, yeah. Oh, can we get a sample? Let's get a no. sample. Oh, because it doesn't make sense. Please. It's like, it'd be like, I'm pouring my coffee and then I'm oh. going to walk to the thing. Like, it's just, it's a ditty. We should have, we should do like a remix <laughs> duet, but if this yeah. is all of my content. We're going to have to do like, um, brain baby's idol. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, my I God. We needed you. We needed you here today, Carly. We needed yeah. you here today. Yeah. <laughs> Not like we got anything else going on. So. I mean, yeah, we're just like your run-of-the-mill entrepreneur just doing 10,000 things. So let's yeah. uh, let's talk about it. So what? tell the audience like what where you're from, what you do, all the things, and how you've been dealing with lockdown. So I'm Carly Roberts, as Claudia said, I own Consign Your Curves, which is Canada's only 12 to size 32 plus consignment in all of the nation, which is very surprising. Um, but I started Consign Your Curves 10 years ago this year, actually, as wow. uh, a clothing swap. It was more of a, it's a sale, but for those who have never bid, it kind of looks like a swap. And then it spun into um, a brick and mortar in 2018. Mm -hmm. And as of next Wednesday, we will have been closed for 187 days. Oh my God. Not that you so can. My, my terrible twos, uh, which I thought was, a, I mean, I don't know if anybody thought we'd actually still be sitting here in May in the condition that our province is in. But mm -hmm. when we celebrated two years old in November, I was like, oh, so the terrible twos were COVID. It can't get any right. worse. No, and then another no. lockdown and then we're still yeah. here and... And even yeah. just like today, we were. We, it was announced that we're going to be locked down until June second. So yeah, like at least air quotes. At least, yeah, at quotes. least, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking the end of June because I'm an optimist. <laughs> well, I think um, not to overanalyze Dougie, um, but uh, you know, if everything is so, June second takes us to two weeks after the May long weekend, which is typically yeah. when you start to see your numbers rise. Yeah, and. So I think there's an out there. And then he said he wants a typical July, August summer. But he didn't talk anything about June. So my yeah. forethought is he's already thinking about yeah. shutting it down. So. Yeah. yeah, we're, we're going to hang out forever. That's cool. <laughs> no, I should be no. a CBC pundit, like tearing apart his, his oh, speech yeah. and yeah. trying to figure it out. But that's well, my you, have any, so. you have anything to do later? Like, just, that could be part two of I don't know. immediately. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I think through many times of this lockdown, I'm like, okay, I'd like to run for office because I feel like I'm the only one with common sense. <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. I, uh, do I think it's terrible. I think he's terrible, and I think JT. I've actually met Justin uh, like a handful of times, and he's so nice, but he's so full of it. Like he remembers people's names like instantly, which I mean, obviously that's a you know that's a politician for you, but he just seems like he really doesn't care. Like <laughs> I met him, I was like, "Hey man, what's up?" And he was like, starts talking, and I was like, "Yeah, this this is just like a canned response. Like it doesn't. It's hard to get the real Justin. I'm sure." sure his family probably is like oh. yeah i mean i think i break this law i break this whole COVID into three parts just mm -hmm. from you know a business perspective the first part of it was i didn't blame a single politician for how this happened like how yeah. we were handling it because no one knew what to do the whole world was suffering and you know the community rallied behind every business in every way 
Um, Second part, I think you started to see the money speak. Like you slowly start to go, this isn't making sense. Um, Across the board and across the world, especially when we look to our Southern friends, I think that. And then this one, I think it's all about money. I don't care what, I like take, whether you're liberal, conservative, NDP, take it all out. I think it's all about money. So I think the way, as you call him, JT, you're so close with him, John. I didn't realize that. Uh, well, yeah, I, I have his email address and I did tell him that he sucks. There you go. <laughs> he didn't respond. I'm so polite to do that. But I think that like either you, whatever decision they're going to make at this point is going to look wrong to everybody. They're yeah, past the, right. Like I think it's past the point, no matter yeah. what your political view is. I agree with that. I think that everyone is um, like they've already squandered our trust. So I don't, I don't know because it's just like too, too much of it didn't make any sense. Um, just too, too many, too many points within the three lockdowns. I don't know, fourth <laughs> one they're on the brink of. It just, it just didn't make any sense. Like you know, and we've gone over the, those points over and over again. Just like, how is it okay that Costco is open, and line yeah. up set outside the door, and like. Hundreds, I'm not. hundreds of people coming yeah. in yeah. and then like you're not like it, it just doesn't it's, make any yeah, sense that would, that would actually really it's like a small like you're not a small business right but you've been around for 10 years and I went into this was like the beginning of the last lockdown when the mall was still open which is bananas I actually didn't go in I was actually walking by and it said capacity for one of the stores was 237 people hello I'm like what the how how does that make sense? And and is the you know um, a property management firm you know obviously you know Cadillac Fairview they pay a lot of money, but to actually just go like yeah that makes sense to me two hundred thirty seven people in one store that's when we would hit capacity for how high the ceilings are or whatever right yeah. like I don't know I'm I'm not I'm not I just I just think that it wasn't handled very well especially if you look at other countries especially this part. Like this, yeah, it's a terrible virus. It does a lot of things, but there's been no, nothing to help anybody. Like, uh, you know, small business, they're now talking about another round of funding, but there's no breaks for your landlord to give you, <laughs> to, to cut you any slack. There's no incentive for them to do that, actually. I've heard a lot of uh, small businesses uh, personally get, get into huge arguments with their landlords. Like, who, who do you think is going to open this if this business closes? Do you think there's going to be another person just raring to go? There might be, sure, but not for the rent that you're asking for. I went to see a coffee shop, um, like, I don't know, maybe three months ago. And the guy was asking for the same rent that he was charging before the pandemic. So it's like $4,000 a month, uh, uptown Waterloo and everything around it was closed. Everything. There's, uh, so the guy owned the entire strip of stores and not one store was open. And I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll be sure lots of people are going to be coming in here and paying you $4,000 a month plus hydro and whatever else. <laughs> it's like get out of here, man. We're in a we're in a disaster. It's like there should be yeah yeah a board no, ship. It's, it's a disaster. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I've heard people kick around the idea of like how this just feels like it's an attack on small businesses. Like, have you felt that? What are your thoughts on that, Carly? Like, how do uh? I mean, I'm not taking it personally. I no, guess. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn those curves! You get them out. Um, <laughs> actually, could spit into a whole other podcast episode. Oh, I'm sure, no but yeah. the um, I I feel like if there was a bit more transparency as to why we're making these decisions, and here's how we came to this conclusion, perhaps we could all wrap our heads around it. Why we feel so targeted. Right. Or how Mm -hmm. go here's the the reasoning why. I mean, I say constantly that I wear two hats. I wear my civilian hat and my business owner hat. And Mm -hmm. so my civilian hat, I totally get shut everything down, clean it up. Let's restart. My business Mm -hmm. owner hat is let everything open. And if people don't want to go, they don't have to go. (laughs) But I was just saying to someone today, the statistic, um, is that 40% of Ontario, Ontarioans, Ontarioans, have had their first dose of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And she said, but it's the wrong 40%. And I went, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. The 40% that went out and got vaccine are the ones that are following all the rules yeah. and doing their best. It's the other ones. Because I think if you actually look at case transmission, I believe, don't quote me on this exactly, but it's like 
the international travel is 2% of cases, which isn't like, but we're barking down the throat of the airport. Um, and the business transmission is also not that bad. Like the cost, mm, I know we blame no. Costco a lot, but not a lot of people are getting, person, right? are getting COVID at Costco. Where you need to focus on is the larger businesses, the manufacturing facilities, where they can't change their setup. I can right. move out of Pam going down the way, the wrong way with the arrows, which, by the way, I stop everyone and I tell them they're going the wrong way. Me too. I am the person. I'm like, first, well, I give you two aisles. The first aisle, I give you a dirty look for you to, like, realize it. And then I pass you again in, like, baking. And I'm like, girl, excuse me, you're going the wrong way. But I think the so, yeah, well, I think so. I don't necessarily think if you had told me why businesses were closing, I think it would make more sense. Right. But if you're not telling me, focus on where the percentage of cases are coming from. And sometimes mm -hmm. we don't even talk about or those stats don't come out of these press conferences. Right. They we find sure. that out later. And yeah, yep. then I feel attacked because I'm like, it's not us. And by us, right. I even mean Costco like. Sure. you know just general businesses it's workplaces and backyard barbecues which we can't stop anyways yeah but we're yeah. suffering so right like yeah totally yeah. Yeah. so and, to, and amazon yeah. amazon i got like what 37 people in mississauga from that one plant we're all sick but and that's I mean, the thing I mean, too they're right? too we close i mean amazon <laughs> well yeah we all I mean, want our packages <laughs> like, but I, that's I the setup of the factory. The, like, the factory can't oh, yeah. move people. So, yeah. anyways, and I also feel, you haven't asked this question, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. <laughs> I feel it. like this lockdown has been a very privileged lockdown. Mm. Um, first off, I think last year when it first happened, you should have blocked off the clothing and the toys um, from the beginning because it wasn't fair that you could go to Walmart and buy clothes, but you couldn't buy clothes from me. Mm -hmm. And so I think to do right. it now is angered people because they're like well you didn't do it then why do it now right. and so what makes it a privileged lockdown is low to middle even middle class if you don't have access to a credit card you can't buy anything on the internet then you right. have to be privileged to have internet yep. in your place yeah. and so if you can't buy socks or pencil crayons for your kids because you know billy bob and joe decided what was on the um essentials list it's very very privileged and i feel like that's also where the money speaks it was okay yep. for them to shut it down because those people that were making these decisions can afford all those things or can afford the accessibility of ordering amazon yeah it's, yeah, it's not really, for everybody yeah i appreciate you saying that because like i don't know that that's been discussed or addressed before to be honest like that it is so privileged it, it's true unless you have a credit card it's really difficult to get things done. I I had a I had a really crappy experience at um a place I won't mention, but it was like a hardware place. And um so I don't have a credit card. You know, like small business owner. Yeah. Credit shot, whatever. It's just yeah. It's just life. And so all I have is my debit card and it's like a debit credit card. So I can still luckily be able to do a lot of online stuff. So what I had done was I had ordered um, some like a f home phone, whatever. And so I had placed this order for this home phone and I ordered it and had it shipped. Like it was going to come in online. Right. So I was able to process the whole inter interaction. I paid for it online. Fine. So then, um, the owner of the place said, Hey, I noticed that your pickup is at the store. I actually canceled your order so that you can get it in faster because if I order it for the store, they'll be here in a week. If I order it for like you, it's going to take like 17 days or 20 days or something. So I was like, oh, okay, great. So I went to go pick up curbside pickup or whatever. Uh, they called me. It was in great. I go there and I was like, oh, they're like, oh, just give us your credit card. And I was like, I don't have one. Oh, well then can you give me like your pin to your debit card? And I was like, what <laughs> what are you talking about i'm like no <laughs> then it's like an awkward thing because they're stressed out they're overworked they're busy i'm like already uncomfortable with how many um security like things that we're not worried about because we just want to get something done or because of the way the things are right now so i like <laughs> was made to feel like i'm the asshole for like saying no or feeling uncomfortable or challenging this request because we've been doing this 
since last year. Like, you're telling me you couldn't call your provider for, like, a portable <laughs> debit thing? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, what? what is Where's their hockey stick putting it out the window? Anything like that, right? So... <laughs> So I had one dude, so they're like, just give me your secret pin. Like, what do you think I'm going to do with it? And I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it was a really frustrating situation. It highlighted the fact that I didn't have a credit card. It was still a pretty privileged scenario to be in because it was still it was also afford and do whatever. But come on. It's also <laughs> privileged that you could go there and pick it up, probably via car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, not everyone has a car. It's or can truth, run around you know? to like six stores to get their to get essential the items. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that's true. why I say this lockdown is a very, very privileged lockdown. Yeah, I think that's a really that's a really good thing to highlight for sure. A good topic to highlight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so within your own business, if we're to like zero in on your actual business, clothing and stuff, how have you felt like dealing with this? Like in terms of like in the in, in the uh, clothing industry, have you had to like shift over to online sales? Like I saw some stuff. You also built Guelph Strong, which was so exciting. So how did that come around? And what has the feedback been? I know that you're working on another like secret project that you're gonna <laughs> like release soon. So I just want to hear everything and whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, right? if you do whatever, but. Yeah, so I'll start with I'll start doing? with Guelph Strong because that's yeah. you know the beginning of COVID seems like a million years ago. It feels um, like that, yeah. It does, doesn't it? I think I was. I mean, Guelph is a small community and has been. I'm five generations old in Guelph, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm fond of my city. I like to say I'm the one woman welcoming committee when you move here. But um, so what the first lockdown, I was just really moved by the community support to not only support my business, but the visibility I saw to support other businesses um, and the painted rocks and the banging of pots. And it was just like, we're, we can do this. We can all get through this together. And I wanted to wear it on my chest essentially i wanted to like embolden the statement that we are guelph strong and we're going to make it through and you know it sold really well which i it paid for rent uh for a month of the lockdown which was not the intention at all and therefore we also gave the proceeds to the food bank um i got to support my business and then jen of smiles apparel did the printing so you supported two businesses during the lockdown and also gave to the food bank because I think reciprocity is so big. And I remember mm-hmm. just saying to Pauline at the food bank, like, I hope, you know, these this money goes towards something good. And she's like, we won't see the effects of this for months because everyone wow. still had food or still mm-hmm. had a job. Um, and, and then, of course, as the summer went on, we saw the in the paper say food bank needed money, right? So mm-hmm. I like wish it would have like sold millions of dollars and we could have given millions of dollars to the food bank. Right. But I just, I'm glad we were able to pad their shelves a little bit to start and could give back in that regard. And I'm so thankful for everyone who purchased it. And I love seeing it in the wild. Like it's so fun. Um, I I was like, I actually have, I have the, uh, rock rock I don't know if you can see it. My Rockwood strong. Even those track pants, man. Oh my God. Same. They're so cozy and comfy. Thank you. So like I was at Port Elgin in a trailer park and around the corner came two Guelph Strong sweatshirts. And when I spot them in a parking lot or something, it's, um, it's really nice to see that people are still wearing them and, and we still sell it today on, um, consignyourcurs.com. So if anyone wants anything, Mm -hmm. but it was just important for me to wear it because I felt it. And I thought if you wear it to a grocery store, someone else is going to maybe see it and, and, not the intention to buy it, but to go, yeah, like we can do this. So it was really community driven. Um, when it comes to my store. So I think like, again, everyone was super supportive and did what they can. Mm -hmm. Um, same with holiday season. I think everyone did really good. I mean, we have lost a lot of sales this year due to lack of events. So no holiday parties, no new year's, no prom, um, no baby. No baby showers, no wedding guest outfits, no vacation clothes. Um, So there's elements of that. Mm -hmm. Um, However, the textile industry, the the amount of 
I don't have the number off the top of my head, but the amount of textile waste is insane, which I'm then happy to be a part of a green business where we're, you know, trying to give clothes another life cycle so they don't end up in the dump. Mm-hmm. Um, but the amount of waste this last year has been insane because, you know, if H&M isn't selling that red cocktail dress, it's going in the garbage. There's no second life to the millions and millions and millions of pounds of textile waste that happened in this last year. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, like, yeah. It, like, that's how those companies, they don't do anything with it. They don't no. sign it. They don't, they just throw it out. Burn it. They, get, they incinerate it, uh, which causes CO2 levels, or it just goes to a dumpster and textiles don't decompose like other things. That's crazy. That yeah, I wish I had this crazy. hat on. I wish I had like I my. I had no idea, Carly. I'm so glad that oh. you're here. This is part of why I was so excited to talk to you. Because like, so there's a great woman I out of Kitchener no Waterloo. Um, her Instagram handle is Inspiro. Um, I should tag it when we promo all this. But she is actually, like the yeah. guru of sustainable um, methods and ways of Cynthia is, and I learn a lot from her all the time. Um, when I started Consign Your Curves, my vision was to like help curvy women, right? I, of course, knew it was a green footprint, but I didn't get into it for the sustainability and helping the environment. I was like, girl, just needs like cheaper black pants. Mm -hmm. And plus size people don't throw up their clothes because they're so expensive. So I think we can bridge this gap. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really happy that at the end, I can now say I have a green business. I'm sustainable. I'm doing my part, my small little part. What was um, to be that what way. Was something like when you were starting your business, like you like, and that you might have just touched on it, obviously. But what was something that like was demystified for you in your industry? Because like, have you been in the clothing industry pre-consignment curves? Or no, was I worked that, in like transportation at a trucking company. No, <laughs> before that, before that, I worked in television and film. No, wow. I had nothing. So, no. so yeah, so I, I guess my question is, like, what was something that when you entered into the clothing industry has been demystified for you? Something that you were just like, well, I had no fucking idea that that's how that works. Um, I'm going to say off the top of my head, I don't know, because I'm a massive fashion consumer. Okay. Like, yeah. I like to think I have my finger on the pulse because I love sure. clothes. So Consign Your Curves came around because I was a fashion and lifestyle blogger. And no one would take my clothes. Like no oh. consignment store would take my clothes. And so I turned to a bunch of women that were also blogging at the time, which also tells you how old I am. And um, people I was modeling with. And I said, if I have this problem, you have this problem. And they agreed. And we started our first sale with 13 racks of clothing. Um, wow. So it's like 13 people rent a rack and sell their clothes. And now we average like 65 to 75 racks per sale. And I have a wait list of 40 people every year that were like, oh, if that person backs out, I'll sell. So I think I saw the waste because I produced waste in that context. Mm -hmm. Because what do you do with your stuff that, you know, either piles up in your closet or you just toss it, especially Mm -hmm. as a plus size person, because there's no options for us. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if anything was demystified. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a good story. Okay, I guess I don't think demystified is the right word, but okay. when I think I really realized the ignorance of people not extending their sizing, mm, if you know what I mean, okay. like right because yeah. everything stops at a large typically or an extra large, even mm. in men's clothing, right? Mm. But and I would say to people that I knew that were doing clothing stuff or doing retail stuff, and to sum it all up, it's the path of least resistance to not offer more sizes, to not work on it to not nice. provide that. And I think the thing, not demystified, but bummed me out is sure. that people were taking the easy way out. And I'm like, okay, come yeah. on, your customer's there. Why wouldn't you just do it? It mm-hmm. blows my mind that people just treat other people's access to fashion as an afterthought. Mm, okay. Because mm-hmm. the community is yeah. so discounted anyways. And Especially it goes to another fashion. thing. I'll tell you that. Fast fashion, sure. but fashion yeah. is access to life. If you it's need a true. job interview and you can't find clothes, you're not getting the job. Yeah. It's so true. Oh, that awesome. first impression, like that <laughs> first impression of like, a, like, you know, a good outfit that suits you, that's cut well for your body. 
I mean, it's already hard to find clothes that like look nice that actually fit your body. Then you, that was actually one thing that I loved about your store so much that anytime I'd go in there, I actually felt like, oh man, like I'm getting something that's gonna make me look like good, that mm-hmm. I feel like good about, that like actually fits me and fits well. I still love this one dress that I got from you. It was like a, a white flowy dress. It was like my brunch dress for like that year that I got it. It was my favorite and I got so many compliments on it, but it was like, you're right. Like the, that quality, that level of quality is so expensive otherwise. And it is like, how, how do I afford this? And still be able to like, you know, enter into like a business meeting and feel as powerful and not like frumpy or like, you know, you just end up with the wrong impression and you're not, you're not trying to put that out. You want to put that out that you're a powerful businesswoman, right? And it's difficult to do that if you don't have the wardrobe, but yeah. I don't think people fashion think is that. fashion is access. And I think when we, it's true. if we talk about the lockdown, and going forward as a business, I'm, I like to say that I have a recession friendly business as we hit a recession because the price of items, milk, underwear, well, lumber, as we currently mm-hmm. see, they're all going to go up. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm happy to be able to provide curvy women, especially because it's so hard, but mm-hmm. fashion it at a much reasonable price point because they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to afford anything. Um, at the way we're going with inflation, with inflation and hitting a recession, the predicted recession over the next couple of years. So I'm thankful that I have a recession friendly company where you can still be able to get clothes that are not going to break your bank. Mm -hmm. For sure. Have you ever, have you ever thought about extending into like male fat, like guy fashion? I hear this all the time. Yes. The answer is sure. But then I go, have you ever met a guy who didn't wear something until there was a hole in it? That's true. I want a consignment business, so they'd have to wear it like on like two dinner dates with their partner, and then drop it off. And I cannot imagine most men that I know, sure. gay or straight, would go. I spent sixty five bucks on this button up. I'm not giving it away I'm for dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I think as much as a men's consignment shop works, I haven't seemed to figure out how to get clothes in that are in good shape. They want a deal. They definitely, men want a deal. They don't want want to spend 65 bucks on the shirt, but they're not going to let anything go until it's like torn to shreds. Destroyed. (laughs) Unusable. Uh, Yeah. Right? I'm sure with like your dirty hamsters. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man. So, okay. So you opened your business 10, so it's been 10 years. Uh, CYC, the brand started yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And okay, so what has been, um, <laughs> okay, what was like the hardest thing? You're doing something that doesn't, you're, you're entering a space that isn't really, wasn't really recognized, right? Yeah. So just getting people to be aware that you exist, I guess, would probably be up there, right? Yeah, I think brand awareness is key. I think I'm very blessed um, that the curvy culture and curvy community talks and oh, they yeah. talk if they yeah. find a brand that they love they're telling your friend um most of my 80 percent of my customers um when we're open um are not from guelph if i had to survive on the guelph community i'd be dead in the water um mm-hmm. people drive from ottawa windsor Damn. owen sound hamilton that's so cool like daily that's so cool yeah that's which so also cool. like speaking of covid was kind of funny we used to do these signs it says, I'm visiting Consign Your Curves from, and it would be Calgary, Alberta, um, Halifax, like wherever oh, they were yeah. coming from. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. for COVID, I was like, I got to stop because I look like an epicenter. <laughs> like it's everybody's coming to my store. And I was like, I really shouldn't tell people that we're having, because at the time, in the different times, Guelph had lower numbers to like other yeah. places. And I was like, sure. oh, we should keep our mouths shut. <laughs> so I think brand awareness is great, but I belong to a community of people that champions that's so anything cool. that's in their favor. So it's it's not been easy, air quotes, but it's been blessedly easy because of the amazing support system that is built into the curvy community. So it's been that's, it's not the so world's cool. hardest thing to do so what is the the furthest 
<laughs> before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Put that right. What was yeah. the farthest uh, that someone came to travel to see you? Uh, we've had a couple from Europe, okay. um, wow. Northwest Territories. Um, That's awesome. We have British Columbia. And a lot of the times is they're coming back home, like in the area to visit family, but they yeah. knew of us. Or they get here and they're fam because their Aunt Karen is curvy. They're like, we have to take you to this store Aww. that I heard about awesome. because because they know Karen can go shopping because Karen yeah. can't shop anywhere else. Yeah. So it's really this, um, like 60% of the, I think the number is like 67% of the retail market consumer is curve wow. and like 18 mm -hmm. or something percent actually fill the marketplace. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're out there. So as friends, if you hear of a story, you bring your girlfriend or, you know, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely word of mouth. Shopping. Word of mouth. Word yeah. of mouth. Isn't that wild? Like, like, I mean, with all the technology and everything that we have at the end of the day, people just talk. They just, but talk I'm sure you saw that Claudia with your food too. I did. Right? <laughs> at the, yeah. What I noticed the most with mine was just, if it's good, people acknowledge it and they're going to tell their friends period. Like there's no, there it's like the purest form of marketing. Cause it's just so, um, spontaneous like and it's flattering like, oh my god <laughs> it is yeah. it's so flattering it's like oh my god like they actually i mean that's really what i and i'm sure you feel the same way like that's what i was doing it for i get so excited when uh one i can bring the community together like some of my favorite moments were like seeing friends that hadn't seen each other since high school and this is like 20 years later and they're running into each other over a latte they're like oh fred phil what the hell <laughs> i haven't seen you in band class like however awesome. many years ago it's like so cute so i'm sure you had similar stuff happening um you know in your shop too right because people are just so excited to be able to connect and you know experience in your case fashion like in but it's, commu it's community too right like yeah. like-minded um when you come shopping at my store you you'd be amazed the amount of women that will pop out of a change room and talk to strangers because I have created a space that yeah. and have through the sale as well of comfortability because I mm -hmm. think there's I've always said there's like mindedness in the shared experience and the shared experience is negative um, fashion shopping. They don't right. have my size. Yeah. Oh, my God, this doesn't fit. Nothing so I think works. that anyone walks into that door, everybody knows how that person feels at yeah. some capacity they yeah. may have bigger boobs or a bigger butt but they get it and yeah. so i think i know i don't think i know i've yeah. created an environment where you walk in and you feel comfortable Absolutely. and i think that creates an automatic bond where you have two complete strangers will now sit down and one will watch the other one just put on a fashion show because she just because the one came alone because she didn't know what the experience and all of a sudden she's like having the best time of her life yeah because everyone's cheerleading her so i really i did the sale for years and said i only did it for other people mm -hmm. and i actually tried to open up a bar downtown when i opened up my store did you yes it was a failed bar because i had a bad landlord talking thank gosh i don't have that <laughs> landlord through covid but oh, um i put in cyc to pay rent um because i knew that the people would show up to buy clothes to pay for my rent while I got my permits and my wine from France ordered yeah. and the bar couldn't go through because of the landlord. And I kept yeah. the store because in that short four months, I saw how much it was needed. Wow. And still through so COVID, I could shut so, the door. Yeah. But people need me. I am. Someone wrote me a really nice note and they said that I was essential. And I thought that's really nice because mm. so that's, what's kept me going through COVID. It's mm. not me. Trust me, I've applied for other jobs, like career jobs. I thought about every time I think about leaving to get a mortgage payment made. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I never say I'll close the store. Right. Because the store oh, has to exist for the sense of the community buzz. Yeah. Yeah. People do need it. Right. Like we need it. Absolutely. You know, it's it's not the same experience as just going into like an additional or a Pennington's where all the clothes are the same it's it's not the greatest quality it's okay like it's all right it works but it's a different it's a different vibe versus like your place where it's like 
there's a variety of like brands you can put an outfit together for like a really professional meeting like you said like you can get a really beautiful gown for like an event and feel That's like so really awesome. confident about it you know what i mean versus you know the alternative of like never finding your size or not really achieving the quality quality look that you're trying to achieve like it's 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 amazing your place matters Thanks, but yeah, my because really i'm consignment my selection is only as good as my customers i may i I'm may pick yeah. i may pick the gems from their closet sure. but they had to they had to brock it in the door and that's um, what's so cool like that's part of that community vibe right is that they they make you great and you help them feel great and be great it's just I don't know it's how like to, a recycle. It's like that. the recycling sign of positivity. Yeah, it's a positivity recycling <laughs> so John, sign. So, John, from a guy's perspective, because you're probably so lost in this conversation. No, no, I'm actually um, a lot. <laughs> so, I started dating my partner uh, about four months before the store opened. That poor man uh, had no idea the whirlwind he'd be on. Oh, wow. And um, he's six two, and he's all torso. So he has little bitty legs. And so when I met him, of course, I completely revamped the wardrobe. Um, <laughs> no big deal. You know, no big deal. Um, but I got him wearing a lot of tall clothes. So he would be wearing like a 3X Budweiser shirt so that it would be long enough. And I was like, you know, there's this whole other world of men's tall clothes. And he was like, eh, who cares? And I said, I care. So we're buying you tall clothes. <laughs> and I've opened up his eyes, which I'm sure, John, tonight your eyes are a little bit wider. And yeah. we were in upstate New York shopping in a Target. And I'm so excited to go to Target. And I know the plus size section is like two and a half racks, but it's two and a half racks and I'm excited. And so he goes off to the men's section and now he looks for tall clothes because he's learned, oh. right? Oh, and he good. comes back and I said, I've got two items. I said, how'd you make out? He goes, well, honey, um, they don't sell tall clothes. So I can't buy anything. And I and now know how you kind of feel about being marginalized. And yeah. I was like, right, like when you talked earlier about Claudia about doing men's consignment, the men's plus size market is terrible. It's tall terrible. clothes. They're not yep. accessible no, at all. No, they're not. Like, you and know, so yeah, Sorry, women will will bitch and complain. Men will just we wear have a, their. We have a lot of options though. Like, it's not as many as like what the rest of the market has, but when you compare it to what the male plus size clothing is it's insane it's expensive yep. it's not trendy it's not always the greatest quality like I, my my ex was plus size and his only options were, were uh moors and yep. like frumpy collared shirts none of the cool like trendy younger clothes were available it was all like weird polo shirts that like you're not really into that you don't it's not your style yeah um yeah. or like slacks that didn't fit uh it was just terrible and it was all just very expensive 70 dollars for a shirt like what what are you supposed to do with that you know so yeah i totally yeah the plus size male clothing is like a real shame i had my i had my eyes open to that uh actually the first time i heard of your store claudia and i had gone to go shopping i had a date so I was like, yo, Claudia, <laughs> I need, I need a brother some, up. I need, yeah, I need some fucking clothes. Would you call so, yourself a dirty hamster? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so, so we went and like, I've got a, like my physique is weird too. Like it is really broad in the shoulders, but I'm kind of just like the, the closest thing I can say is honestly, like I look like a gorilla that like learned how to stand upright. Like I've got like this huge torso. I know exactly that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So we go there and I'm like, ah oh, man, everything kind of sucks. And then I look over and I can't I can't find Claudia for a while, actually. And uh I'm like, okay, so we go over and and we end up talking and Claudia got something, I got something. And we get into the car and I bought uh like three shirts and it was like really emotional. Uh Claudia started telling me like the cost of clothing. Like, so she, you got something, you remember? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, it was, it costs the same price as two of my shirts. I'm like, how the fuck is that? For oh me? yeah. I think it was and like then, a sweater. Was a, I yeah, got like one sweater and it was I like, no, I had no idea that that's, yeah. that that's how like a business that like that you're making millions and millions and millions of dollars in sales a month. And you're telling me that a person trying to buy an article, one article of clothing is the same as me buying two. 
what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, so I actually, and like, that was the first time I heard about your uh, your store. And Claudia, we had like a whole moment. I was like, I had no yeah. idea. That's not fair. Because it, like, and... it was funny. It was it was at a, a Mark's Work Warehouse. That's where we were at, mm. right? Yeah. I think it was there. It was a Mark's Work Warehouse. I bought like the biggest size that they had. I paid so much money for whatever that sweater was, whatever it was. And it's like, maybe it's going to fit. Like, I think it kind of fits. It's going to mm-hmm. fit like kind of it may not tight. fit the way it was intended to right but it fit. yeah I'll put it yeah. on my body like a sausage and hope for the best <laughs> like and i'll kind yeah. of try to style it because i just spend twice as much as what you had to spend on like a shirt like two, two shirts, shirts was like one stupid yeah. shirt of mine like yeah, yeah really frustrating. I, think, I do think that the average like not the average but i think like men don't realize the amount of money that it goes into to to buy women's fashion at all Mm -hmm. but then on top of that you're talking like a two to one like that actually a one to two right i'll I'll, I'll give i'll give it to you one worse john i do think that sometimes we all don't see the other side of the table i don't know what it's like to be left-handed and use scissors right (laughs) so right like i think we all can recognize like on the other side of the table there's always somebody that has an issue but old navy which is like my favorite brand because it fits me it's just the right. silhouette that fits me yeah. so it, it would be like doesn't matter john she's an example doesn't matter it's just <laughs> you like fossil or diesel and whatever <laughs> and they have sales every five minutes i get an yeah. email with a sale and every single so when they have everything 35 percent off plus size clothing is included Okay. If they decide to put jeans on sale, Hmm. it always excludes plus size. Yeah. Plus size is excluded on their tank top sale. It's excluded on their jersey sale. Um, Whatever it is, it's excluded. Yeah. Every single time. And uh, an influencer that I work with often did like an email campaign with them. And she said to them, like, what's the reason? Like, oh, it costs more to make clothes. Oh, yeah. And I, this is my least favorite answer because extra large and extra small, there's a fabric difference. Yeah. And exactly. so, what's like, I what's blows my mind. So, like, fast fashion, about? yeah. So, when fast fashion doesn't even include us in sales, it really yeah. shows how much they don't care about you. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I think the most hmm. frustrating part about it is that. You know, when you do find even just like a moderately better situation, like, you know, like an Additionnel or a Pennington's, mm-hmm. you like, like when, when uh, Additionnel was closing, because it was like just after COVID, so Additionnel closed and then Pennington's took over the whole thing. I remember so many friends of mine being like really scared because then it's like, mm-hmm. where the hell am I going to get my bras? Where am I going to find like stuff that fits that, like, I, I know for myself, I had an immediate, like, the first time I walked into an additional, and this is, like, years ago, like, when I'm a teen, and I've always been big, and I actually walked into an additional and, like, clothes fit, and then when they started to, like, get, um, you know, cooler, younger styles or whatever, and I felt like, oh, my God, I could sort of express myself with my clothes for the first time ever, and I don't have to lose 100 pounds to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to, I can just exist the way that i am and find clothes and a bra and look pretty like when ashley graham started her lingerie line with additional and i could actually like get things that were like pretty and that fit me and i wasn't like embarrassed to try this on because i saw the representation or whatever all of that was such a huge deal it matters these things matter to us and it's crazy that um there's so many plus size people and yeah. like you said we're not helped we're not and, co- and covid's not going to help it anymore because small businesses like mine that are already holding on by a thread yeah. um will maybe choose to not exist and to give you an example for perspective so kitchener waterloo cambridge and guelph um there are now that additional closed uh there are four stores and i'm one of them Wow. So you think of all those people in Kitchener Waterloo who need plus size clothes. I'm one of four. And when I say four, like four designated to plus size only. So 
Walmart carries plus size. I'm not including that, right? But yeah. how am I the fourth store? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you just look at that perspective, it's really bad. There's a ton of people and all, well, two of those are a Pennington, one's a Torrid, right. and then there's right. me. So you're also, right. Right. when you talk about getting those trendier pieces, that's not a lot of variety for people. No. no. And That's so right. my consignment store, because we have people who come from all over and that bring us items, we get such good variety. Um, sure. The disappointing thing is we only get one mm-hmm. of something okay. and not okay. multiple sizes. Um, but it provides someone. So fashion is clothes, but style is how you wear them. And right. so my consignment store allows people to be able to have style show their style, show their personality um, in a way that if the clothes are coming from only then two other brands, if that's not their aesthetic, it doesn't work for them. Right. So it's a really yeah. disappointing thing. And let, and if you have a smaller business that does carry plus size in their, in their retailing, and if they close during COVID, it's going to be less options. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. unfortunate is that when, as I said earlier, fashion is accessibility to life. Mm-hmm. It's permission to have life. Mm-hmm. I can go out of my house because I feel good and I look good. So I can take on the day. I can go to that brunch with you in your white dress. Yeah. I can, you know, double date with John because oh, I have, right. Cause I have access to these clothes. Yeah. But yeah. if I didn't have access to anything and I only have four shirts and those are what I have to wear to work, I can't participate in life. And that's mm-hmm. a really disappointing thing. Not that there's much to do in lockdown, but generally speaking. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. And just in general, the idea of, like, not being able to express yourself, like, to, to be able to really, like, um, what is it, self-actualize in what, yeah, you know, your goals are, what the way that you want to show yourself to the world. You don't, like you said, you don't have access to it. It's really frustrating. But it is. It is uh, I mean, I know it's different, but, like, because I have a unique build too. If I find something that actually doesn't look weird, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to rock this until the wheels fall off. <laughs> or you buy it in four colors. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. But it is actually noticeable. Like I'll be like, oh, I don't look, uh, you know, like it, it's always, it's been that way the last like three years. It's been getting harder to find clothes because of my height. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually have a friend who is six foot four and we wear the same uh, measurements. Yeah. How the fuck? Like if I didn't know that guy and he didn't have, uh, you know, this John, you're making it sound like you're like five, two, like how tall are you? No, I'm five ten, but he is okay. six foot four and we wear the yeah. exact same measurement in his shirts. So yeah. he'll like buy, like if he's like, Hey man, I went out here and I saw this shirt. We're the exact same size. You want me to pick one up? I'm like, sure, man. That's actually really nice. But mm-hmm. before that guy, I'd be like, why is nothing fitting? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? I'm like, Claudia was, you've seen that, right? Like when, yeah. we, went, when we went to Mark's or wherever we were like, I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, I yeah. can't imagine, you know, not having, you have like, what, four items that they they tailor made for you. It's this, it's, it's different, but it is uh, relatable. Like, I can't imagine going to every store and having the same experience. I've like, looked at a lot of necklaces in stores. Let's put it that way. And you, oh my God. <laughs> How many times have you gone shopping? So and I'm That's like, unreal. oh, they're shopping. And I'm like, I'm going to go check out their accessories. I'm gonna look at this. I need sunglasses. another pair of goddamn earrings. Yeah, yeah exactly. But that, even never mind the bracelets and the bangles. Uh, Forget I'm, about yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, the sunglasses. Those aren't for either. Like our chubby little fingers. What am I doing? No. But John, you even knew yes. how important it was. Um, you said when you went shopping for that date to get something new. Like you, yeah. you understand the concept that. Um, it doesn't matter if you're wearing a Viking costume, but you knew <laughs> that you wanted to present a certain way. And yeah. so to have some accessibility to something yeah. is important. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a really eye-opening experience. So, you know, if they're listening, these big stores or whatever, like what the hell is with your pricing? Just mm-hmm. the pricing is insanity. Yeah. Like that doesn't, that doesn't, on top of the fact that you're not uh, making it accessible for people. And then when they find something that actually is, is tolerable, then they're paying, you know, a two to one to what, like yeah. that's bullshit. How about Costco? You were ragging on Costco earlier about COVID. They don't carry a single plus size item. They don't. I've been in there like, no, they don't. The max still goes, what, extra large? Large? Yeah, extra large. Maybe double extra large large in something if it comes. And they also carry. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. No. No men's tall. No men's big and tall. Nothing. No. No. They max out at like maybe extra large. 
And then, like you said, the occasional double X, you know, like they'll get 10 of them for fun or yeah. whatever. Like there's no, there's nothing. Yeah. But it, so like bananas. you can't even, and then I think it goes to a bigger thing, which is really hard for people. And it is even hard for me because I've, of course I purchase Old Navy, even sure. knowing there is a, as an actual problem with them. Um, but you have to put your dollars where your mouth is. So during COVID, you have to support those small businesses. Yes, you have to spend more money. But mm -hmm. if that store is providing a service or an item or an experience that you can't get at a big box store, it is worth. And I think it's Christmas worthwhile. really showed that. Yeah. Everybody, um, I'm sure across the globe, but really in Guelph and around us, at how important was to include small businesses purchases and yes that coffee from that coffee shop costs more but you were spending it and dollars count and when you talk with your dollars it works and so as much as i don't want to give costco my money i do so it's a little bit of a double-edged sword but if you can support those smaller businesses and give them their give your money to them it speaks mm -hmm to what you want your community to look like. And I think yeah. at the end of COVID, whenever that happened, the communities that have businesses standing are because the community wanted those businesses there because they kept them alive. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Now, Carly, Absolutely. Uh, Claudia hinted, you're working on a super secret yeah. project. When is Can it airing? You... <laughs> oh, this will be next Wednesday. Next okay, Wednesday. I can't tell too much. Um, okay. I'm excited. But I'll tell you what, what it came out of COVID. It came out of um, about the second, before the second lockdown, I was able to say out loud and admit to myself that the store is not enough for me in okay. life. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that's traveling, paying my mortgage, whatever the capacity is, I was sitting in my store some days and I was like, I can't still be sitting here when I'm 50. Right. And it's mm -hmm. not the life I want. I'm okay to have it as part of my life, but I want more for myself. And I think the amount of time that I had with COVID was allowing me to actually step back from hustle culture and go, what do you really want? Because mm -hmm. here's your opportunity. And I think it's given everybody that, that pause, that respite to analyze. And I was able to say out loud in December, I want more for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I say the curvy road has lots of potholes over the years. CYC fills one of the potholes as consignment. I'm filling another pothole um, that I see, and it's been going on since December, and it's an ongoing process. It'll probably launch uh, late um, late summer if everything goes well. COVID has affected the supply chain a little no bit, worries. like everything else, yeah. but uh, yeah. mm -hmm. it's also been a fun outlet to go down that path during COVID because it's given me something to do sure. on the days that you're locked yeah. down. Sure. People think this lockdown's been like a retirement. <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's not retirement. I can't go anywhere. I can't walk the mall. So, right. um, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. given me, I guess, a sense of purpose because I know sure. the store, I built it, they will come. I know they'll come back. I'm confident in my community that they'll be there and they'll be supportive where they can. Sure. Um, but on the days when there's nothing going on, I'm working on something else and it's been kind of, it's been a lot of fun. But That's yeah. exciting. I'm still in a pothole, so. That's so exciting. When do you so you're gonna launch it in the middle of the summer if everything goes well? Late summer, yeah. Yeah. Late when summer. will you announce it? Saying like, uh, we're filming that when? next Wednesday. Oh damn. Oh, yes. So uh yeah, what the official thing is will come out uh probably beginning of June, I guess, just depending oh, on damn. editing and stuff. So do you want yeah. to I mean it's up to you, no pressure, but if you wanna come on to Brain yeah. Babies and then we oh, can yeah, specifically sure. so the difference between the two is basically Brain Babies is the actual podcast that we have. Yeah. And we run that as an entrepreneurial podcast. We focus on business and, and growth and, and we talk so much shit. <laughs> and it's my favorite. As long as it's never yeah. about me, you can do what you want. <laughs> oh, we just talk about we just talk shit like as a whole Reach in general. Other. Oh yeah. And yeah. we a thousand percent make wild statements and then immediately follow it with don't listen to us. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> yes. You can have real. me back in June when yeah. this out. Okay, that yeah. sounds a bit I would love yeah. to. I would love to and to talk about all of the things because I always found you super fascinating. You and I met 
at I think something that you hosted at yes. Fixed Gear. And yes. the most mm-hmm. wild thing was it was um right. You came to the one before COVID. Yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. So it was just so- like we go to these events, right? Like as entrepreneurs and business people, we constantly go to these, I don't know, events, let's say. But there's always like a keynote speaker and it's always so awkward. And I was like, no, I want to talk to the woman who owns the store. And I just want to ask what filters she's using because I love it. Like you just want to be more loose and sociable. So I started uh, the Guelph Business Business Women's Social Night. Uh, We had, that was the third or fourth one you came to, Claudia. Yeah. And it's literally like get a pint of beer and do what you want for yeah. a couple hours. And you get yeah. to really just talk. And it's very informal. I probably drink too much. And oh, and it's I, easy. I think we were at what? It was always at Fixed Gear. Fixed Gear. down from my house. Like, it's like, so walk. good. You could like walk yeah. out. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so it's like bias. But also, you know, Mike's a small business owner. So you want to be able to so do nice. something to provide another business space. Totally. But so that one was, well, I mean, I think everyone knows where they were the days leading up to the announcement. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. that. One Sunday, I was out at Baker Street for dinner with a girlfriend, and the week, like, the rumors were happening. Thursday, school shut down. We ran out of toilet paper. That weekend, I was really surprised how many people came out to my store. And I said to Marty, we're going out to dinner at the Woolly. And so we went to dinner at the Woolly, and there was nobody there. And then Monday night was the Women's Business Social, and I showed up first. And then people were coming in. I'm like, I think we're supposed to tap feet, right? Everyone's like, oh, "Oh, screw it. Give me a hug. And I was like. I don't know elbows like and we were tapping feet and everyone was looking at me like I was crazy and I was like okay yeah. well of course we're all standing now in hindsight you know we're all standing way too close and we're all sure, of course. chugging beers and hanging out and I go and then oh sorry that was the Monday before and then the following Tuesday That's Ford insane. shut down the province yeah yeah but that way we were acting so casual and I just remember everyone was mocking me for going I think we're supposed to tap feet there was like yeah no, bugger no. off <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, whatever. It's a flu. It doesn't matter. I want to matter. do that like, yeah. so bad again because I do think there's I do too. A yeah. community and camaraderie, but the amount of women that were in the room that no longer have businesses, I know a couple, or have pivoted their businesses. Um, so many. But to shoot the yeah. shit. Because shoot the shit like talking to people just... like this is great, but it's it's been a shared experience. Different boats, but a shared experience. For sure. For sure. I remember just being like blown really away like at how. I remember being um, so blown away that night, just like how many cool women were there. And I was like, oh, my God, everyone is so like, I don't know. I was just like, this is so nice. Like, this is so nice to have everyone come together and be able to talk about different shit and, you know, actually meet each other in person. Like I had known of like, I think the Panini girls were there. Yeah, they were. Press Panini was there, and like I don't know, I just it was so nice. And, you fan girl a little, a hundred percent, because like I follow social all these media, you on know Instagram. people. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh. my god, it's you. <laughs> What's I'll up? Great. So we were down at Lorena the last weekend yeah. of the extended patio. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And so we were with a couple friends, so we're out in the corral, so to see. Uh-huh. And then someone I refer to Marty as Mr. CYC because okay. you have to put like your your life as a brand out there. And yeah. then one of my customers, I didn't see her at first, but she comes walking to the patio. She goes, is that Mr. CYC? And he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, this is life. Yeah. Right? So you know exactly. people off the internet, but you haven't met them yet. So I think. That's right. And then I think with the Guelph Business Women Social, it just keeps it light. There's yeah. no keynote speaker. There's no question answer no. period. It's yeah. grab a beer and ask them. Like, like how do you do yeah. your marketing? What, like, you know, how do you deal with staff? Like, just normal shit. Or everybody always knows with, something like, you don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So just ask them the question. Just ask. We're all just trying to figure it out. Like, we're all just like, fucking, just trying our best. <laughs> you know, like, geez. Yeah. yeah. So, Carly, do you want to uh, tag your Instagram and then your actual physical store location so people can come and check you out? Absolutely, John. So you can find me across all (laughs) platforms at Consign Your Curves. Make sure you spell consign, right? That happens a lot. And uh, we are located at 54 Elizabeth Street in Guelph, which is right next door to the new revamped 100 steps. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. And then you're going to come back in June? 
Yes. Yeah, come back. In I June. mean, I'll come back whenever you want me. Yes, <laughs> but definitely come back anytime. But definitely in June to promote your new and exciting venture. It's Thanks, gonna be guys. So good. Is there any last like little piece of advice to anyone else uh, going through it, which we're all going through it, um, dealing with COVID and being like yourself, one of the businesses that have had to be closed for so long? What piece of advice do you have for them? I think it's. I think the biggest thing that's been missing, um, especially through this latter half, is empathy. Um, people who, people who have been working through this whole thing have had it an an entirely different experience than somebody like myself or, or who hasn't been working. And I think a little bit of empathy goes a long way. And I think a little bit of empathy and grace. So when we don't text back or I put my phone down because that is my business and I don't respond to the, you know, the group chat or your email now takes two days, I think a little bit of empathy and grace would go a long way towards healthcare workers, the grocery store workers. Um, it's just be kinder and nicer, but empathy. I think we needed a bit more than we've ever needed it before. Yeah. Nice. That was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and Thanks, guys. share your story oh, and share all these exciting things. It was so good. And I can't wait to have you on brain babies as well. And you know, just yeah. share. I want a fashion show, John. I want to see what these date oh, night Oh my God, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brutal. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really appreciate Thank it. You. Don't-